Um, but yeah, I think with Jado, like again, somebody needs to be in the let them know that, like, listen, your reality has changed. Whatever the hell it is, you need to hide these guns for. Mm-hmm. Listen, he had guns for legitimate reasons. Like, it's like he grew up in a place where he needed to have a piece on. That's not what you. That's not you now. Right. Like, if somebody kills you, the whole entire world gonna know about it. Mm-hmm. You have to be a fool to try to kill John Moran. This ain't 1996. Like, unless he out there flashing guns in front of people like he is now. Even so, like, I'm not trying to listen. Even if I was gangster number one, even if I was gangster number one, I wouldn't kill John Moran because, again, that means he's wearing blue. If I was gangster number one, I'm not killing John Moran because that shit gonna be solved in a month. I, I said that wrong. If you're gangster number one, that means you're wearing a black suit with a blue line on it because the police so, ain't nothing but gangsters. And you can, at this point, all the money he had coming in, bro, you can afford private security. And if yeah. you want a party, bring the party to you. Rent the venue out. Or, like, no, I mean, though, it's, weird for him for, it's weird for him to live his life without actually trying to sabotage it. Instead of chasing that paper, just live your life. Hey, you know, it's always, like, a couple athletes that be like that. Like, they get they get afforded all the opportunities, but they don't take advantage of it because they still stuck into that, you know that 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 lifestyle, that mind frame of, you know, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, and nobody can tell me anything. And, like the rap, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like YFW, why 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 NW Mel or something like that. And then like somebody points out, look at the city you in, bro. You in Memphis. Like, think about it. They killed rappers in Memphis. Yeah. And I think they, they have they, they caught Dolph murders up by now, right? Or they close to it. I know. I don't know, because I, I be seeing conflicting reports on it. Like, I, I heard they, they had suspects. I heard they got them, and then I heard they got the wrong motherfucker. So I don't know how. It's, it, I don't know how they be doing that shit. All I know is this. If I was an athlete, Richard, I probably follow LeBron's blueprint. And that's the thing I always find weird about athletes that come after LeBron. It's like this dude is kind of giving you the blueprint on how to be, and from a just from a personal standpoint, he's giving you the blueprint on how to be an athlete. Like, dude, I mean, I know some people say it's kind of not smart, but dude got married early, keeps himself out of trouble. Yeah, think about it. If I get, I get it. You young, you got money now. You can get like just but almost any woman you want, just like that, as Rick Flair used to say. Like, I get the sensation of that, but you know, maybe get committed early, so you don't have. That's one less thing you got to worry about. And like, and LeBron, he didn't come from you know, great of childhood, yeah. Because like, yeah, he he didn't come from like you know, um, married home and you know all that stuff. Like, I think um, I was reading something where his his mom had to give him up. Cause uh, she couldn't, she couldn't afford to to take care of him or something like that, and so like he he, you know, came from what he came from and built that into like this empire, this entity that, and you know, like most of the the, the brothers in the NBA, they don't come from the best of starts either. So for him to be able to show you how to do it, and then you got these other NBA players out here just. My just way. throwing away opportunities. It's just... <laughs> and also, I mean, when you think about it, like, he took what would be an entourage, he made it an empire. All those homeboys are like leaders in, like leaders in their fields. And they, none yeah. of them are out there blowing buttholes or porn stars. I mean, if they are, you don't hear about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, yeah, well, I'm blowing Adele's butthole a lot. Apparently, I think, and I think, I think Adele is talking about marriage. Oh, like he wants to get married. I mean, he doing this yeah. too. I would not side note in a way here on Data Dale because I'm not going to be in that second, that next album. He making a whistle. Yeah, you're right. That's <laughs> kind of like uh, <laughs> what's his name? ASAP Rocky with Rihanna. Like, don't break up. Like, he about to make he about to make her go platinum that next album. Because <laughs> oh, I want to hear about this. <laughs> that album's gonna be titled Rich Paul. <laughs> uh, you know, like it's, like it's like a comedian. I'm like, I wouldn't date a comedian because if I break up with her, I don't want to be her next comedy special. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, like uh, Alice Wall or what's her name? His ain't shit. Ali Wong. <laughs> yeah, Ali Wong. Yeah. She had a whole special and she talked about how good her husband was, and they got divorced three months later. Like, it was like, what? I mean, they filed for divorce like three months later, something like that. And then her next special about to be all about his ass again. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. I want to meet regular ass girl that nobody knows anything about. No asking girl, no fucking questions. Not me. I want a WNBA champion. Well, look at me. Look at um. Look at uh, Savannah. If I ever become single again, how many times do you hear the big reason why you don't hear shit about LeBron? Yeah. Because no one Savannah's not somebody finds Savannah's not Savannah James not someone that people find to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that. If I'm so unfortunate that my wife divorced me, oh, the man. only other person I'm ever dating is gonna be an NBA. He said that's just so smooth. Uh, I forgot he was married for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Champions from then on. Man, so, I get big time, super duper rich where my wife's income is irrelevant to like our financial status. Mm-hmm. Be a nice, quiet ass girl from nowhere. Don't ask her no fucking questions about me. Cause she ain't no celebrity like that. She ain't even got a reason to talk to her. And my business is my business. So you don't say a word. And you don't touch my shit. You don't drive my shit. I got dope in the house and I hide my shit. I'm gonna get me a. Like the fuck I want. I'm gonna get me a porn star that don't speak English. How many of those are they? About to, how many porn stars don't speak English? Me thinking that porn is only in America. America's <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm gonna find me a chick. You know what I'm saying? That 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 that's like a CEO or like one of them bottom feeders in live golf. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who? Your nephew? Yeah, they caught him. You coming up? You get to the age? Yeah. They caught him. They caught him with porn. And so I was trying. I was. I was stuck in between trying to teach him about being respectful to women and my instinctive, um, my instinctive compulsion to actually clown him for being caught looking at porn. So I was like. I was giggling at the shit, laughing, but trying to tell them, hey, that's not how you treat ladies. Remember, women like be respectful to women, but I'm still trying to clown them at the same time. I try not to clown. It still was just funny to me because it was like, damn, I remember those days. I remember that age. Like, damn, I got a <laughs> You ain't sleeping at all. <laughs> I got a brother who almost 30 who's going through that phase. Like, kind of catching the kid with horn? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're just not hitting that stage. Really getting caught with porn. Like, this your house, bro. <laughs> I didn't catch you with porn. I just saw your porn stash. That's the difference. Mm. <laughs> well, I got addicted to the porn when I was like, shit, 14. I wouldn't go That's do that. When I found a when That's I found a porn magazine, I wouldn't do nothing. I just sat in there. Yeah, high school? That might have been before that. I think 14 is like eighth grade, right? For me, I think. If you're right yeah, age, 14, grade, yeah. I think 14 for me was ninth grade. So I might have been 13 because I started. I think I started high school at 12 uh, and then turned 13 in my high school. Yeah. That's who you went to. Facebook leads for high school. So I have a I have a late birthday, but I, I went to school the year before. You said thirteen in high school, unless you were some type of super genius. No, I, I, I went to ninth grade at twelve and turned thirteen a month later. So I might have been like twelve when I discovered porn and baby oil. No, because twelve you'd be like going to sixth grade. Fourteen, fifteen is like right, so. I graduated at the age of seventeen. Four years of high school, so 17 minus 4 is what? 13, right? So I finished my ninth grade year at 13. So I started that year at 12. So you must have been advanced or something like that because nobody goes to high school at 13. That's what I'm saying. No. I wasn't advanced. 
Yeah, I mean, you had a late birthday. I had a late birthday. I had a late birthday, too. I was always like, so oh, end of ninth grade, 13, you start 13, school at five. End of 10th grade, 14. In 11th grade. Kindergarten starts at five. So kindergarten is one year plus uh, nine more years. That would put you at about 14 to 15. So I started kindergarten at four. I think you were 13. I started kindergarten at four. Nine years later, I started kindergarten at 13. So 13. Ladies and gentlemen, we just explained what's going on with Java Rant and Clown. <laughs> <laughs> that right there. See that confusing me? Right there? That's why shit like that happens to Bristock Airlines. Yeah. This state ain't shit. That ain't shit. Yeah, and, and for somebody, I mean, I'm pretty sure you experienced the same thing, uh, Black. I mean, 16, whenever you went to, um, what's that place called? The Army? But you didn't, yeah. you stayed, you was only in North Carolina, right? You didn't go anywhere else outside of, like, going overseas. That'd be Fort Bragg, right? Yeah, yeah. You ever stayed did, in a big uh, city? No, I mean, not, like, stationed there, but, like, um, Whenever something happened, like when Katrina hit, we had to go to New Orleans for like a couple months. Yeah. So we wasn't stationed there, but we were there. You know what I'm saying? You was there? Yeah, we were there. Did they have y'all in barracks since y'all weren't stationed there, or did y'all actually let go? They they had us, uh, the first like month, they had us um, living out of the airport up there. Cause we was we was setting up the manifest and stuff to get to get people out of the city, and then once we got most of the people that were living in the airport out of there, they moved us to one of the, the uh, navy bases. They had us working out of there for like another month. Should have went military. Yeah, that's an experience, but move to a city. You know, it's, I mean, I would have gone to college. But I've been an officer. Like a city city. He retired in 1939 as a captain on major. Got my whole pension. Now it's time for me to live. Yeah. That's that's the only thing I regret is that I didn't go to school first and then go in as an officer. So the only thing I regretted uh, for for about one month, I regretted getting out early. And that was the month that I was supposed to retire. And that's called my neighbor that moved to uh, Rich Rain. That yeah. little right across the street from me, and he moved to Rich Brand. He retired, and he he moved to Rich Brand because I talked so much about how much, how cool it was being from the country. He was like, "Shit, I want to experience that." He bought a house five minutes away from where our family grew up at. Um, that was the dude that was a firefighter, wasn't it? He, wasn't he a firefighter? He was a medical dude in the Navy. He was mm-hmm. like a nurse, but. They are, if you, they have an Instagram about homesteading, and they instantly got like 170,000 viewers, now, like subscribers. That's when homesteading is when you farming and um, grow your own, you grow your own and eat your own. I have to put this on myself or could I hire somebody? You could hire someone for this true homesteading. Oh, well, fuck it. I'm not too homesteading. Yeah. They can teach you a... Think about homesteading. If you get fully into homesteading, once you're done paying your major bills, you can live off your land. And you don't have to worry about all this other stuff. But homesteading, like, the way we're doing it now, you can homestead, and you'll be basically um, living the way that we live now. Bigger houses and all that stuff. And you just go out and Live on your land. Speaking of which, have you ever considered um, getting solar panels? Yeah, I used to have solar panels, and I'm going back to solar panels as soon as I um, find the best way to do it. Because I know you got, like, a lot of land. Uh, I don't know if you ever thought about doing that to kind of, you know, make, make a little side hustle. I would shoot. So that I want to get. Uh, so what I want to do is uh, get a 
what you call them things? Cell tower. I want to get a cell tower and put solar panels around it. Feed to the grid. And they just pay me what I don't use. Because all I'm going to do is I'm going to use everything and then send, because I'm going to purposely buy something that generates too much power for me. And then I'm going to sell it all back. And then... Um, the Ramo, stuff like he got. I didn't create my... All my Metal Gear Solid fans, I didn't create my whole damn Outer Heaven. It's a compound. Don't fucking come out here. <laughs> like, this is my spot. They would have, the police would have invaded me a while back if I lived where he lived. Oh, yeah. They're going to invade me soon as soon as I start putting up those white tents with plant inside. Now, what does he got going on here? It looks like some old vehicle texture shit. <laughs> uh, what the white tents is over there? What the fuck even was that? I remember, I remember that when I was little. I was like nine, though. Well, Waco, Texas? Yeah. Um, Timothy McVeigh, right? That was his name? No, that's, that's the bomber from um, Oklahoma City bomber. Like, dude decided to bomb Oklahoma City of all places. Yeah. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you can bomb the bomb place that got some, like, you know, you, like, I'm not actually advocating bombing places, but bombs are places where that's like, significant. Like, motherfuckers stop for a second and wonder, like, oh, what was going on here? Like, you bomb Oklahoma City, niggas talk around, look, look at you like, no, what the hell's your problem? Yeah. Are you okay, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Ranch Davidians, led by David Koresh. David Koresh? David Koresh. Yeah, it was a whole cult, right? Yes. Okay. Man, that was the thing, man. Like the the worst coat in the world was Jim Jones, man. And Jim Jones, the year before he laid that coat, is he was like all about black people. Like the people that he killed was like very high majority black, because he was all about black people and getting black people to be free and living on their own and all that stuff. Then he took them to the island. Was like drink this Kool Aid, bitch. <laughs> you know what, man? Between that shit and Jim Jones. That is that is being black. Yeah, he was part of the abolitionist movement. Your choice is either not be free or a psycho white man that's going to talk you to killing yeah. talking to killing yourself with him. Yeah, that's uh, just being black in America. Yeah, I was about to say back in the day, you know. No, still today. We talked about earlier on on one of the other segments how um, chicken down thoughts of capitalism got people living like slaves on purpose now and and, and bragging about it. That's the uh, monkey and banana. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure building the yours, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's over down economics. Trigger down capitalism thoughts. There's no such thing as trigger down economics. I mean, it, no, can, like, well, that's my point. it like, can happen, but that's not my point. Any... The economy itself is a pyramid. Yeah. Like, yeah. the money does not come down. The money starts at the bottom and works its way up. Mm-hmm. As I keep trying to tell people about the minimum wage, you got to raise it because people just don't have money to buy your shit. The money should always start at the bottom. Because the way it's played now is you don't really choose what companies are thriving. The companies are paying. I said in my last rap that I sent you, Black, like um, the companies pay the government so that the government can make sure all the money goes back to the companies. Which makes no sense. So all that money does this right here. And then down here, that's where we are. Which makes no sense because those that companies don't get taxed. There. So what is that? What does the government get the money back from? They don't get taxed because they're sending half of that non-taxed money to the government. Nah, probably less than that. Probably like ten percent. Because if you see the money that these people be accepting, are uh, you talking about people that yeah, are like, millionaires yeah, now? All the boys are yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But I'm talking about like from an operational standpoint, our government's money has to come from somewhere, and you can only tax people about so much. Because mm-hmm. think about it, like ten percent of my t- you just say ten percent. Ten percent of my paycheck is a lot different than ten percent of Elon Musk's paycheck. Yeah, and it's too bad that they're taking thirty percent of your paycheck and thirty yeah. percent of Elon yeah. Musk's paycheck. Okay, so let's think about how think about how hard ten percent hits the working class on a paycheck as compared to somebody on top like that. Now you said they tax him two percent, well they tax me thirty percent. Think about how much like how fucked up that is. Especially as we already showed during the pandemic that um, these companies don't have money anyway because they take all that money. Like, yeah. everybody invested in stock market right now, like, 
you know, they, nobody understands that the stock market is like a facade right now because all the companies are buying their own stock and they're inflating it on their own. People are not buying stock. So if you're not buying stock, if the people aren't buying stock, that's the, when people are buying stock, that's how you can tell what is actually thriving. That's one way you can tell what companies are thriving. When people are buying stock, when companies are buying stock, you don't know what's going on. say companies buying stock are you talking about like say a company like Walmart where they offer stock options to their employees now is that considered buying your own stock or is that more considered buying into the company buying into the that's company, buying that's into more, the company. benefit really now what Walmart is doing that's just that's similar to that's similar to like an IRA. It is giving you something that actually helps you build money as you go along and incentivize staying with the company. So now with that, once the company goes under, who loses the money though? The company. Not the employers that invested into it? Cause well, there's not that many employees invested into the company no more. No, 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 no. The employees are gonna lose money too. Anybody investing in that stock loses money. It depends. Well, it depends because there's two ways that there's two ways that works. Like if you somebody like, okay, let's say if you have stock in the company, you just take an L with the company. Like hopefully somebody buys the company uh, once it goes down, and you get something from that. But if let's say you bought bonds for the company, that means you're part of the reason why the company went over because they owe you money. A bond ain't nothing but a loan. It's a reverse loan basically. I loan the company money and they pay me back. That's all that is. And so that goes to like, hey, well, damn, we got to pay these guys back. We don't have the funds to pay these back to the, the bond. Stock, that just means that I just gave you ownership. In exchange for the money, you're not own a part of the company, basically. But now, as an owner part of, part of the company, you take whatever risk we take. So it depends on what you're comfortable with and what the business wants, what the business is comfortable with when they're trying to raise funds, basically. So what makes it not work right is that if the company is buying off the investments of all the other people that's invested into the company so they are basically only invested in themselves mm. they can make that number whatever they wanted and with the stock buyback that's what he's talking about buybacks so basically when the stock buyback happens is that the company okay so right now the company needs money but like i said they don't want to issue bonds because they don't want debt they don't want they don't want to be owned nobody money basically um They'll issue stock out. Like like I said, if the company does a lot better than they anticipated and what they needed their funds for, then the, the board or shareholders, what have you, they'll go back out and buy that stock that they issued back. Because now that the company is making a lot of money, they need that ownership back now. So mm-hmm. because I might, I might issue stock, let's say I'm 51% owner and I issue stock out that knocked me down to like 48%, I might run shit on a plurality because I got the most stock but I don't own the majority of it. By right, the other 51% could band together and work against me and like sell the company or some shit from under me. It has to be voted on and all that, but they could do that, theoretically. So once the company does well, I go back and I buy that, that 3%, and it takes you back up to 51%. I forgot what that is called. It's called a... Buyback, that's what it is. When someone takes their... Um, when someone gets a whole group of people together, and go and um, takes over the company. Also take over? Uh, yeah, it's a hostile takeover. It's, it's, it's something else used whenever uh, it's talking about stocks. I forgot exactly how that works, but yeah, it's basically it. Like, I don't fuck with that owner like that. Yeah. Like, we own all this shit. We're running this shit now. That's how, who did that? I don't, yeah, I don't They sent one of their people on, they, oh, oh, that's that's a football team. Um, the Oakland Raiders, when they was in Los Angeles, I think that's when it happened. Um, one of the owners, it was like three owners or something like that. One of the owners went on vacation and came back on vacation, no longer part of the team. <laughs> because while he was gone, um, the other guy uh, bought the other guy out and then immediately voted the other guy out while he was on vacation. He didn't move back to Oakland. Sorry, I love Vegas. Yeah, I like Oakland. Um, okay, so the, the one other question I got is... Uh, 
Um, oh, shit, 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 shit. Oh, when, okay, so say a company's not doing, doing too well. Why do some companies buy the debt and wait for the company to go under and make their money that way? Like, I understand the, the making money aspect of it, but if you can sell off um, stock and then buy it back once the company goes up, why do people buy debt and, you know, wish that, you know, certain companies go under? It depends on the circumstances, like, again, what the company's comfortable with, because think about, I mean, I sell the stock back to you. I mean, it is my, it is my stock. Yeah. That, yeah. With, the, uh, with, the, with the bond, all that owe you back is the money. Like, you have no ownership in this company. But, again, that, that goes to my books as debt, though. So, like I said, if I got enough bonds that, and other stuff that I owe, that could contribute to me going under. That, But I might be confident in that I'm going to make a lot of money real quick and, they, and over the long term, or at least, I'm, and I'll be able to pay that money back over time without any issues. But I don't want to risk this person owning any of my company or somebody out there that's lurking that's looking to take me over. I don't want to issue that because you, he doesn't actually have to buy the debt in his name. He could be working for like an investment firm or he could be part of the firm or just have me go out and actually make the investment for him. And then you kind of, actually, have you ever watched that social succession? That's something, that's uh, something that happened in the first season. Yeah, um, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm getting yeah, to well, it. Because it happened early on, but not before it. But in order to save the company in the first season, um, the main character's son, Kendall, he talks to his homeboy, uh, Stewie, who actually works for like an investment team to actually buy into the company, get some funds in the short term. But kind of find out, Stewie works for a guy who don't like who don't like Kendall's daddy. And that becomes kind of an issue for the first couple of seasons, basically. So like some like some files so like that could happen. But if I just if Stewie has just bought bonds, Stewie doesn't own this company, so now they have nothing to worry about. I'm gonna tell you something else companies do. Uh, let's say, like I have when he's recording studios right here. There's four studios on this road that I know of, right? Um, one of these studios is going under. So that studio might have a horrible customer base, but they might have some assets in that company that I want. Yeah. So let's say they have like some high dollar microphones, a couple of desks, um, well, like they YouTube got, channel that's a little bit better than the mine, right? Well, they got really good employees. Like, yeah, really employees good employees have, like their employees work way better than his. He but, just might be a more no entity. So he gets he he might be competing on market share where there is actually a better operation right now. Right. So he can just buy them up like that. So yeah, yeah. they buy it and they're like they'll take everything. So let's say I have a bunch of stuff that needs upgrading and stuff like that. So what I would do instead of um, taking a loss on my assets, I will buy the company, move all the assets that I don't like of mine that's actually losing money or that's old, push it over to that company, take all of their good stuff and their people and all that stuff, put it up under the studio here, and then let that company fail and then write the whole company off. Now, is that considered a hostile takeover? No, that is considered um, a merger. No, merger acquisition. Uh, yeah, acquisition. Uh, pumping up. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it just sounds hostile. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of it. I think hostile is more like motherfuckers comes in. Just, like, just come in and bully ball. Basically. Yeah, he didn't, he's not doing that. He's just making an acquisition because, again, they, they do certain things better. Because, again, you might be winning right now. Walmart would beat almost anybody on market share. Mm -hmm. But if you go to a Walmart versus a Harris Teeter, you know it's a way different experience. So Walmart yeah. might be smart enough, like especially if they're doing like grocery store only stores now. Mm -hmm. They might be smart to buy Harris Teeter to load the operation into the Walmart grocery stores. Right. You know, better deli, better like food selection, shit like that. Yeah. yeah. But like every other Walmart in six months, they'll be trash again. Yeah. <laughs> At a certain point, your employees matter. Like, like you can tell this city here in Charleston, you can tell the corporate like the corporate people don't come to these places very often. But this is what the way the employees be acting like. It's like that Smoky Bones on Rivers Avenue. That shit, their only utilities that they're open late. That place is fucking terrible. And you can and, tell the corporate doesn't go in there. And um, 
and their their uh, smoke smoke chicken wings. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's kind of like um, uh, uh, Applebee's. Because, you know, that was like the only, that was a good place where you can drink late and get, you know, appetizers for the low. Yeah, but, yeah, like, the that, service there and the people there are so shitty that, like, now they lucky if people just go in there to drink because yeah. people don't want the service, people don't want the food or anything like that now. Yeah. But you go to places like Mount Pleasant, though. That shit, like, I went to McDonald's at Mount Pleasant once when I was working over there. That shit is night and day. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kelly. Uh, what what's the other uh, Mount Pleasant? It's another island out there with a golf course. Um, John Island, James Island, Daniel Island, Daniel Island. Uh, that would be it. Keep is it Kiwi? Keep Kiwi? Kiwi? Yeah. Uh, out there, man. Um, I went out there like a few years ago. Little known fact: Kiwi Island was stolen from the Gullah people. Who fucking place this with those? All those islands was part of the Gullah Island. Kiwa Island was stolen away from Gullah people. So they stealing the city of Charleston away from Gullah people. But downtown Charleston looks so different. That shit both brought a tear in my eye, man. I was like, damn, all these places that these black families that I knew that like, growing up. Because my aunt lived downtown. I didn't even know that. I didn't live downtown. Yeah. Uh, anybody watching, the way Charleston works, Charleston's kind of like a small New York where it's a bunch of different cities that make up one, socially one town. So when I say downtown Charleston, I actually mean the city of Charleston. I'm from North Charleston. Um, north, North, baby. That, I mean, but when I go to my own house, uh, when I was little, man, you see all these black families, especially coming from church and all that. Like, you don't even see that anymore, man. You see these like these kids from, and, and not to, like, shout out to college kids. Y'all cool. But you see all these kids now, like, like, dad, you don't know the history of this place. Like, all these little small mom and pop stores and restaurants that were on the corners and all that, they gone now. It's like it's it's disheartening a little bit. That's like um, actually, uh, holiday. You said when you first moved to uh to Somerville uh, College Park, it was a dirt road, and now yeah. you see how different it looks now. My mom told so, me that. Yeah. My mom, um, she said like where we lived, where I grew up, North Charleston, when she was a kid, it was basically a bunch of wooded areas. There was no city here when she was little. And where was Avenue was woods. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, you see it now, though. You see still, like, more and more places that were, like, wooded areas around mm-hmm. town. Like, you if you mess around and not go to a certain part of this town, like, for a good, like, six months, you come back, there's a whole building there. Yeah. Shit, from exit 199, it used to be, once you pass exit 199, which is basically Somerville, it was nothing but trees until about Wherever the Green Acres um, building is, and you could barely see that. Um, there was nothing but trees all the way until you get right outside of Orangeburg. And then you see Orangeburg, yeah. and then it's nothing yeah. but trees until you get to Columbia. And now, now they got all those, uh, um, what was it, 195? Not 195. Yeah. Uh, 194, 189, 187. Yeah. Like it's a bunch of different stuff up there. Yeah, Bubbles up there now. You have Mercedes Benz up there. You have Nexton, which they're probably going to turn into a city instead of saying Somerville. Like, no, like uh, you got a lot of shit out here now. Oh, that shit wouldn't be bad if those people, those places were actually hiring locals. Like people were talking about when Boeing came to town like, like over a decade ago. Now, um, yeah. Boeing came to town and it was like, oh, Boeing bringing business. Like, no, Boeing bring a lot of their own damn employees. Yeah. From the outside, and a lot, and another problem with a lot of those companies coming to town is that local local businesses that are already here, they they ignore the fact that property values and everything is going up. So if I don't work for Boeing, I work for a company that's always been in town. They're trying to pay me twelve hours when Boeing just made it. Boeing just made it so I gotta be making at least fifteen hours to live in this town. Mm-hmm. Shit, twenty four dollars an hour is what twenty six dollars an hour is what minimum wage should be right now. But that's when I and that's what I said though. I was like, I was talking about this when it was going back and forth about the minimum wage being raised. I said, really, you should just make it to where the minimum wage is three times how much it, it takes, how much it costs for a one bedroom or one place in town. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, that's what the minimum wage should be, and it act, and just keep it a pace because that's the biggest problem with wages and um, costs is that wage and costs never keep pace with each other. And as soon as you catch, 
as soon as you drag Wade's back up to keep up with pace, they want to immediately raise um, raise costs. And I'm like, again, you got to have a law against that. At least for a couple of years, you can't actually raise the uh, raise the cost, or you just keep it aligned with each other. They raise the cost, and then they minimize the employees that they that they have yeah. on. on and then when somebody finally comes along, and said, "No, we got to raise these wages," because again, like I said, the government economy is any economy is a pyramid. The people at the bottom got to be making money in order for the people at the top to actually be making money in a sustainable way. Unless you got a case where they keep injecting the money to the top and ignoring the bottom, which is every case now. Because you saw what happened during the pandemic, motherfuckers could, they couldn't they couldn't stop business for like a month. A month, like like the economy, the economy can stop for a month without actually dying. And no one thinks about how weak this economy is. And how we keep making it weaker by letting businesses buy into their own stock. That's that's crazy. Like I know the I know like the Great Depression was like over almost a century ago now. Damn, almost a century ago. But so stats say that we are we are doing worse right now than we did in the middle of the Great Depression. We are in the middle of the depression, but since now everyone has television and all this stuff to distract them, like they're not really this is what I was saying earlier about we've been brainwashed all the way through a uh, slavery period. Like it's it's a distraction because every time you turn around, a new app is coming out for people to be entertained. But like you see how TikTok took over and like people not paying attention to you know what's actually going on with like Roe versus Wade and you know transgender rights being stripped away and healthcare and all kind of stuff like that. Like they hear about it and they see it going on, but they all worrying about, you know, the dunk that women Yamba did or the dunk contest. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's it's all a distraction. Like people have yeah, they have found a way to keep you from being engaged with what's really going on in the world. Yeah, and it, yeah, and there's that superficiality that, that that problem. I remember I was watching this thing on. There was something going on. Some vote was going on. There was something I think Florida or something like that. I don't know what the state was. I think it was Florida though. And people were outside um, protesting the law. I, I want to say it was a transgender law. I forgot what the law. Oh, it was either a transgender law or like an LGBTQ law or one of those laws where they're getting rid of like you can't teach this book. Because you know it makes white people sad. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, but, was but inside yeah. the building, they're actually working on this law. While outside, people are protesting by dancing and shit, joyful resistance, whatever. And I made the point like, see, that's why they keep winning. They're inside doing the work. You're outside dancing for some mm-hmm. weird ass reason. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, this ain't enough to just be proud of who you are. That pride, yeah, that pride might sustain you. That pride might help you get up every day. But at a certain point, you, you gotta, gotta do something. You gotta do the work. And at a certain point, protesting has its place in the annals of history of ch- as far as changing things, but it can't just be about that. At a certain point, you got to be in there with them. That's the only real way to effectively fight a law is by, you know, in there fighting the law. That's why we are right now at the beckoning of the minority because the minority are in there actually doing, are doing the shit. They lock in step. They say, hey, this is our five-year plan to get this thing done that we want done. And the majority of people is so much different in their things that they want because America was built a certain way by a certain type of people. And as long as you are in that form, all you got to do is keep improving it to the way they want it improved. Everybody else has come from out here. So black people want their rights. LGBTQ want their rights. Native Americans, 2% first, want their rights. Um... Latinos want their rights. Um, everybody else that comes here want their, want their rights. So instead of saying, we can do all of this, let's do it. We keep voting with these um, people who, like in Joe Biden's case right now, there's a whole bunch of things that was promised. Uh, we'll do this as long as you vote us in. As soon as they get it in, they're like, you well, our people are so scared of Trump. I can do what the fuck I want to do. And as long as Trump comes back, we ain't got nothing to worry about. They go vote me in again. 
So the ice cube, well, the ice cube's entire point. Like ice cube's entire point at a certain point, somebody got to do something for you. Yeah. But I mean, and also, and, and that shit actually permeates all points, all parts of society. Like, I, if you can take the entertainment and follow me on this, because most people don't. Um, I'll talk about three movies. One I just saw, and two I seen years ago when it came out. Marvel movies. Because I was I was talking to Pat. Shout out to Pat. Um, I got a little He called me. I said a, a big problem I have with movies nowadays. Like, because again, it's all superficial. Like, we show characters that are happy and being black, but we don't see the struggle they go through. That, 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 you see characters that have that pride in being black, but they don't see the struggle they go through just being black. Mm-hmm. That strength that they had to actually, that strength that was forged in the crucible of being black in America, right? That's why I said Black Panther and Black Panther and parts of Infinity War are why those are my two favorite Marvel movies. Because Black Panther, they didn't just really address being, they didn't just have, oh, these are black people. Look how great they are because they're in Wakanda. They actually brought a real live social political issue to bear. Like, you got Killmonger who says, hey, we have a responsibility to all black people to fight our oppressors. You guys have the ability to actually beat our oppressors in a week, basically. But you just won't use it. So he has, like, the black militancy versus black elitism. When with Wakanda, it was like, well, this really ain't our problem specifically because the oppressors can't really touch us. But at the same time, again, I get it. They don't, they can't touch you because you're in, and T'Challa kind of has a point. He ain't the king of everybody. He's the king of Wakanda. That's actually a fair point. But at a certain, at a certain point, you got, you kind of have a responsibility to everybody who looks like you to make sure that they're okay. Ain't nobody saying you got to go to war with everybody because, yeah, Killmonger was kind of being extreme about it. But at the same time, you can check people, hey, don't fuck with them like that, because they look like me. Take the Infinity War. Infinity War actually towards the contrast. You see Thanos. Thanos, Thanos saw a problem. And Thanos said, I'm going to do the work. You look at the Avengers. The Avengers don't even actually pose an opposing, they don't give them an opposing view. Now, mind you, half the Avengers are scientists. And no one stops and says, hey, well, maybe we do it this way. Yeah, that is a problem. There's only so much space in the, in the universe expanding, but I mean, there's only so much space, so much resource in the universe. So you're right, there is a problem, but hey, you got an idea of how to change things. Why don't we try it this way? Again, there was no, there, you got the guy who wants to do the work versus the people who are superficially saying don't. Third movie was Top Gun Maverick. I just saw that recently, and people kept saying it's a great movie, it's better than most movies that come out nowadays. Because he put that bite to it. The conflict was an emotional one. The conflict wasn't just America versus what. Because you don't even know who they were fighting in the movie. The conflict was between him and Goose's son. Like, the fact he didn't want Goose to be involved in this shit. Goose's son to be involved in this shit. Again, you saw oh, the weight, uh, an emotional weight to the character. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm, glad to, I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud to be a, a fighter pilot. Like, no, I got to think about people I love. Like, maybe I want somebody I love to not do this shit because the shit wasn't always cool for me. And that's how movies, but you look at movies nowadays, you look at, I didn't see all of it, but I see all of it, but the Little Mermaid movie, like, no one addresses the fact that, you know, this is a black girl during slavery times. Like, she's going after a white boy, like, that shit just happens. Not on my watch. Right. Like, again, shit like that, it doesn't happen in a positive way, not during that time. And you don't see movies like that again. It was, oh, I'm black. Oh, I'm this. Uh, let's be happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I do, I do like, um, what I was about to say about The Little Mermaid on slavery times and all that stuff. Because I'm starting not to like the, um, well, let me, let me start off this. I like that they put a black girl as The Little Mermaid because. You can't get a black prince though. A lot of there's a there was a um, standard that came out, basically a report that came out that says that in the early years, like doing cartoons and all this stuff, they they replace black people in movies with red headed people. So um if you go back to think about that, 
Dario, what's her name, right? Dario, yeah. Dario was a redhead, which means that they in the original sense, they probably was doing that um, they actually, to replace that. They actually used to call redheads niggers. Like, our people, mm-hmm. watch Gangs in New York. Uh, I believe there's a certain scene where, like, our people coming off the boat, they were calling them niggers. That fucked me up to find out. Um, and then... I didn't like that that was uh so what I don't like is that now that it's not a hit, they wanna blame it on it being a black league for the little mermaid. But the actuality is if you ever watch that movie, you'll see that like Sebastian looks weird. He looks like a a, a lobster that you're about to eat. Like the little dangling eyes up here. Like it don't it doesn't look like a real um lobster, like Sebastian don't look like a, a cartoon character. Like you can't relate to Sebastian. You can't relate to oh, yeah. you can't relate to these cartoon characters that's in this thing. So of course, like I'm, I yeah, wouldn't be surprised why, if most kids are scared when they go watch it because that's some scary shit. That's why yeah, that explains why back in the day, under the sea, that explains why back in the day, under like, the sea, cartoon characters had like like human faces. Yeah, human like faces. Yeah. Also, oh, that story is just fucked up. Like, bitch gave up her superpowers over dick. Yeah, nobody does that. <laughs> In real life, yeah, let me have superpowers and some fine shit walk by. Like, well, all, right, all right, bitch, <laughs> I'm gonna go fly off. <laughs> and it's a white man. Superman did that shit too, though. Superman. So I mean, maybe it's a it's a balance in the story. The Superman gave up his powers to Coochie back in the day, but man, Lois Lane to be all right. And like, I listen, ain't nobody can fuck with me. I can fly. I got super strength. I can like heat vision and shit. Oh, <laughs> the thing that I think about if I was. If I was Superman, the only thing I would do, I'd get a whole bunch of baby oil, put it on my hand, and I'd see how fast I can get this done. Faster than a speeding bullet? Faster than a speeding bullet. Listen, <laughs> I like to think I'd be Superman. And why I think about it, man, that'd probably be Homelander. <laughs> I don't even know who Homelander is. Watch the boys. Um, <laughs> but if you want to... Um, the boys on the whole Catholic Church just popped in. Watch them boys. Basically, he's like, <laughs> okay. Basically, he's Homelander is probably what Superman would have been, being born and raised in Kansas. Not born and raised, but being raised in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people don't realize how scary Superman actually is as a concept. Like this nigga was born in Kansas. This nigga was raised in Kansas. Superman don't fuck with me like that. Mm-hmm. Like likely not. Mm-hmm. Superman don't fuck with me like that. Yeah, like. But an albino dude. Like that shit like that shit is crazy to think about. Like, damn boy, Superman didn't hit if he didn't like black people, man, we'd be done in. Cause motherfuckers, like, it ain't guaranteed that you're gonna stumble on kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And if you find yeah. kryptonite, you probably don't know what that shit does. Like, I don't know. It's it's but it's it's a good show if you um if you if you're into that kind of thing, evil Superman. I'm into um I don't run the shit about Superman though. I'm about to be on this old truth, justice, and yeah. I wouldn't be on. I wouldn't be on Earth and and not take this bitch over. If I was, I'd be evil. Man. I'd be evil as fuck. Like this, the the call the whole planet Tez. I'd be an evil motherfucker. Y'all be like, man, get this nigga out of here. Y'all better let me have a kid and roll the dice on that shit. If my kids cool. <laughs> but why would you be evil? I don't think I'd be evil. Because, I think they would consider me evil. Yeah, because anything against white men is evil. Like, so... I gotta like, if up. I was president of the United States and I go, hey, if you've been in jail for selling weed or selling any kind of drugs and you ain't killing nobody, you're getting out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm an evil motherfucker. I'm getting killed. For me, for no other reason than that, <laughs> most of those amendments that we have don't make any sense anymore, but we won't let them go. So they would just call me evil, like, like, what about our Second Amendment rights? Like, listen, bro, the King of England ain't about to come watch the street anytime soon. We need to rebuild America. Right, so <laughs> the gun's gone. Because I'm tired of saving people when I don't have to. So again, at the white, it would, for me, it would have just been like humanity with a war on me. And I'd, I'd have got tired of doing shit every five fucking minutes because y'all can't act right. Like what would you do if you became president of the United States? What's the one thing that you would do? Uh, I would make a clone of myself and go live somewhere else. <laughs> 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 
they kill him. I'd be like, I'm back, motherfuckers. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here no more, man. I just make a clone of myself and go. They would. They would just kill me. Yeah, because I already know it's coming. It's just. I'm dark black, so. Oh, we would have changed. Oh, we would have had to seriously amend that shit. Like, okay, like no more assault rifles in cities. And even then, outside of a. In city, you can have a pistol. I would say, like, what well, we can do is, what I would do is say, all right, you can have these guns. Well, first of all, shotguns, hunting rifles. Outside of town. You can get them. Uh, as long as you don't have any mental issues. Yeah. Now, everything else gets taxed. You can go get your AR-15 if you want to. But we go tax that shit. That shit costs five grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to pay a yearly tax on your AR-15. Or I can just, or you can just let me get rid of this shit and not pay the tax at all. And then make the bullets expensive than the motherfucker for AR-15. Or stuff like that, like, make the bullets expensive than the motherfucker. Some motherfuckers, when, when you buy them, they won't be buying the fuck out of You know what I'm saying? Like I said, okay, you can have a pistol or handgun in town, because that's really a self-defense weapon. You can have hunting rifles outside of town, because what the fuck are you hunting inside town? Assault rifles, the, the fucking name is assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something you need to live and nigga keep running Mississippi. I'm sorry. You don't need Mississippi. that gun. Mississippi! Like, you don't need that gun in New York. You don't need that gun, like, any place where people live. Because, again, what are you... What would you do, what would you be defending yourself against in the suburbs that a pistol or a handgun wouldn't have got the job done for? Yeah. Think about it. assault rifle is literally that. I'm assaulting something. I'm trying to take a building. I'm trying to fight a war. That's what that gun is for. Again, like I said, I get why the amendment because again, like I said, most of these amendments don't make any sense anymore. I get why you had to have the Second Amendment when the country started because you just came from a government that kind of like oppressed you for stuff like that. I get there, I get it. It was reactionary. But now, again, the King, King Charles is not landing ships in New York next week. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. And most wars aren't even fought like that anymore. Most wars, I mean, th- we talk about America, how American soldiers are quote-unquote soft now compared to other countries. Mm-hmm. Like, you realize that if we went to war with, if we went to war with Russia, we just drone strike the shit out of them? Who was those people that was marching in Russia yesterday, but they came to an agreement and actually turned around at the last minute? White people. It was like some some Russian march. Like, they was going to take over Russia. Moscow, Moscow. Ukrainians? I mean, they're, they're, they're they got static right now. Yo, did that shit not piss you off? They called the Wagner that? Group. Did that shit not piss you off when you found out about that clerical error that set an extra six point whatever billion dollars in Ukraine? No, no, that didn't piss me off. Allegedly. You ain't telling me you are in the account, nigga said the accounting yeah. can sit yeah. extra but you can't fight like homelessness in, in America. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure six billion dollars will probably do a long way to fight homelessness in at least one state. All these damn tent cities going around up now. Like I live in a I live in a conservative state. You can't even argue you can't even argue like Socialism, like how I like the right always does. Socialism causes this, even though socialism would, even though socialism would specifically combat that. Like I live in a, I live in a conservative state, and we still got ten cities popping up. So what's the excuse now? I mean, yes, and nothing happened in the state, but shit doesn't. We don't make much money, but still, I mean, Texas has Texas is a conservative state, but Texas makes a lot of money because of oil. You mean tell me they still got ten cities and shit popping up? Mm-hmm. Just say you don't want to help anybody, bro. That's that's my biggest problem with the superficiality part. Just fucking say what it is, man. You just say you hate this. Let's say you don't want to help. That's why I say we don't have real Democrats in and running. Like we voting for these people to be up there, but they're basically our Democrats here are basically Republicans anywhere else. They're right leaning in the motherfucker everywhere else. Like our center line people, our people that we vote for as leftists are center line right. 
and they are basically the difference between those two is either you have the extreme right people saying get those poor people out of here but those poor people blah 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 and then you have our people that we vote in as democrats um saying hey let's do it quietly let's just not say it but we're gonna do it and then you that's those are the two people you have you have the democrats that say let's not say it let's just do it we're gonna talk all this good stuff but we're gonna do it on the back end and then you have the republicans saying we're gonna say it and do it and honestly, I think that's what goes back to what I was talking about the whole joyful resistance thing, the outside the place dancing and all that. Mm-hmm. Think about how that shit looks in middle America. Shit just looks off. But you know what people understand? People understand people understand debate. Mm-hmm. People understand getting up inside Congress and actually speaking to the merits of 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 a law, basically. Like you outside you're looking like you don't look like Joe Blow in Kansas. You don't look like Joe Blow in Nebraska. So when he sees you on outside... All of Nebraska? Is he blowing all of Nebraska? Well, I don't know. I mean, they like him over there. I mean, Debbie did Dallas. So Joe, Joe could blow Nebraska. That's always a funny title to me, Debbie does Dallas. I watched that movie, too. It was funny as hell. I seen Deep Throat. Deep Throat was hilarious. You know, Debbie does <laughs> Dallas is a free on YouTube. It is? I guess by the day's standards, it's kind of tame. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you see those people. So you scared those people. You scared those people back to the right. He probably, was, he probably would have voted for that because everybody got a cousin. Everybody knows somebody that's in that in a particular uh, group that you may want to look out for. But you, they see you out there dancing and twerking and shit in front of a state building. That shit looks weird. Like, yeah. man, that's how you treat government? But I mean, yeah, it's, 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 officiality has a goal, man. Like sometimes there ain't nothing wrong with actually nothing wrong with as long as you know how to play the game on your terms, nothing wrong with playing the game sometimes. Damn, there's more. Pleasures? Because they're playing the game at a high level and they beat you every time. At a certain point that you gotta click with you. So Debbie does Dallas is in two different I think two different parts. So there's a sequel. Well, there's an actual sequel that's on here too. But Debbie Does Dallas is in the original is in two different parts. I guarantee you that is the most popular woman in Dallas. Like all the boys love her. Yeah, but it's it's actually on YouTube for free. Wasn't she trying to be like a cheerleader or something like that? Yeah. You she throw, was trying to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. You throw it was hilarious because like how the fuck uh, do you okay. how the fuck end up in the back of your throat? Like God was just playing with you at that point. <laughs> That's the whole premise of the movie. Oh, somebody told her clitoris was in the back of her throat? No, her doctor. The proof of the movie is that she can never get off. And like the doctor was trying to figure out why. And for some reason, niggas randomly looked in the back of her throat, and he was like, oh, there's your clitoris. Um, and I was like, why would you look there? <laughs> like, of all places. That's what I'll be saying. Like, he didn't look around the area. I mean, I guess because it was nowhere to be found, so I guess that makes sense he didn't look there anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at this mouth, too. She really was in there. I was like, Oh, like when God made you, man, God had to be on, he had to be drunk. On some bullshit. <laughs> God was like, watch this shit. <laughs> so the only way you could get pleasure is somebody, if you're pleasuring someone else. Yeah. With your mouth. I guess he was trying to create his greatest servant. Did they call him Jesus? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, I guess you should tell them where they can find you first. Oh shit! Hey, hey, hey. Uh, first, uh, <laughs> uh, y'all can find me at uh, Moves to the Seventh on Twitch, on Twitter, um, the Taz Man on Twitch, and uh, Things Went Left on YouTube. No, I'm sorry, the Taz Channel on YouTube. I changed the name. I gotta write that down. You can find everything I do at www.distractionnetwork.com. Hey, you can find me. Uh... I'm on YouTube, High Midnight, and Snapchat, 16 King. Boom, boom. Until next time. Take care. (laughs) Be safe. (laughs) And we out. (laughs) Shout out to the first day of the suit.